no guest this week. It's just us, but we're, we, we have something cooking specially for you today. We're going to talk about the winning combination. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKellar. Winning combination. I wonder what it could be. A pastor, a saint, and, and a, good, a sinner. And a good podcast. <laughs> yeah. That would make a good podcast, wouldn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> a pastor, a saint, and a sinner? Yeah. Okay, I'll do the pastor slot. <laughs> I'll do the uh, saint slot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any takers? Pastor. That, this is the word that was in my brain, because when I read our <clears throat> reviews... Uh, it's been a few weeks since it's been just us. Yeah. So we don't have that pressure today of like, you know, somebody like... No, you don't have that pressure. You don't have that pressure. I've got that pressure of that someone <sighs> else is not going to be talking. You're back on the hot seat today. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but pastor, there was an interesting pastoral review on Kingdom Speak. Oh, nice. It says this, if only... Oh, I know where this is going. I love Kingdom Speak. We listen to it weekly. I know where it's going. But if only... You all could get pastor <clears throat> quotation marks marks. Oh, on. that would be the best. Pastor marks. Pastor marks. Pastor marks. That leaves a mark on it. That's right there. from Nat Dennis so, on Apple Podcasts. We'll say amen to Pastor marks. Gotta get a hallelujah. So the backstory to that is we were at a meeting in Texas, and um. Bishop Lambeth mm -hmm. was making remarks mm -hmm. and he was doing the afternoon slot. And that night, mm -hmm. Cody Marks was mm -hmm. preaching and he referred to Cody Marks as Pastor Pastor Marks. So that kind of stuck. <laughs> so that it remains yet to be to seen if it was them. prophetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, now do I get to pick where? What? So <laughs> I think we need to provide. Brother Marks, the opportunity to come in and defend himself. Yeah, I would agree with that. Wouldn't it be nice to have him on hmm. the podcast? Wouldn't, oh. it be, wouldn't it be good? It would be pretty cool. Hmm. We're, we're knocking we him had, off the list. We had coffee while yeah. we were together at that mm -hmm. meeting, and yeah. Amanda Marks mm -hmm. even gave us the subject material that we were to talk about. Oh, my. Oh, if you want to know more about that, you got to do a little more help him to get us on the show. Oh, bro. Okay, wow. we just got to make sure he's, he's man mm -hmm. enough to tackle that topic. Praise God. She knows what it is. <laughs> and so That's does great. me. That's All right. Great. Right. Anyways, uh, it's good to be back, guys. And, yes, it is. Um, it's just us today. So, it, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, have you guys heard about Connection Conference? No. Tell hmm. us more. Have you ever been to Connection I have. Conference? Mm. Have you? I have been. Mm. All right. It is a great church again. conference. Yes, yes it is. Mm -hmm. And it's happening once again this year. And it just so happens we have to talk about it uh, with our audience because it is important that you go, that everyone goes to Connection Conference. Right. Wouldn't it be great if just, you know, 10,000 people showed up and just oh, mobbed, yeah. bomb them? Just, just bomb them. Mobbed them. Yeah. So, because uh, it's, it's a very well oiled machine. It's very well, they, they got it yeah, down. Yeah, they think they're But all, I don't mm. care how well oiled it is. If 10K of you all show up. <laughs> There's gonna be the back the back of somebody's knees is gonna be sweating. I look outside. There's Sweat. more people. There's more people. 
March twenty first, twenty second, Nashville, Tennessee. Come on, Taylor Fish, Dwayne Uzzel, Cornelius Corn Williams. Okay, how can I interrupt here again? It? I got a I got a picture of from him last night at the Chick Fil A. He's in the Chick Fil A <laughs> line. Oh yes, he is. He so, is. So yeah, how about it? Yeah, uh, three church services, and they really do put on an, a fabulous church conference. Everyone. Uh, after hours entertainment on Friday night in an event center downtown Nashville, and what else? There's a what else am I missing here, guys? Where's uh, it at? Uh, oh, yeah. Good what's point. the venue? The venue this year is Cornerstone Church. Thank you for that question. Mm. Yeah, Keep me on my toes. Cornerstone Church, um, and they really do uh, look up. I'm sure there's a way. Is there a way? If I wanted to 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 sign up for this conference, is there a website I could visit? Can you help me out with that, or do you even know, Producer Randy? I, I don't. I could. <laughs> You're unable to pull that up. <clears throat> well, good news. I have the information right here <laughs> in front of me. Front of you. <laughs> <laughs> he was scrambling, guys. VLCNash.com slash CNXN24 Instagram Connection Conference. And that is led by W.D. Hilton, tremendous man great. of God. Great. And uh, Connection Conference, man, great you don't want to miss it. Yes, it is. It's a great uh, this year's theme, I Am a Soul Winner. Go check them out. And go to connection. So there it is. Uh, they're great people. So they we, asked me if we were going this year, and I was like, "Yeah, I wish mm, Pastor McGill won't let us go anywhere. It's yeah. pretty tough. Yeah, it's been a bad year. Times are tough. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mm, it's bad. So we get neat things from time to time. If that was a hint, it didn't work. <laughs> Trying. Yeah. Try Buy your own ticket. <laughs> what they're complaining about, brother? Hilton's that you're not buying their ticket this year. <laughs> How about that? Right back at you. Woo! So we get stuff sent in quite often, and it's we do it's, cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah, good cookies, coffee. So the other day, it was actually a couple of weeks ago, from Morton United Pentecostal Church, Pastor Nathan Morales. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Pastor McKillop and the Kingdom Speak team. Thank you for your wonderful and anointed podcast. You are a true inspiration to apostolics across the globe. Open the enclosed magazine to the center, and you will find... Mm-hmm. Drumroll. Yes, what is it? You'll find, find the ad Okay. that Bishop Holmes used as an illustration... Oh, nice. ...a few weeks back on the Bishops series. Now look. Look at it. Am, am I am I in the shot? We're good. That is so cool. We make the most advanced family wagon in America. Nothing proves that better than the competition. <laughs> Ours versus theirs, bro. So this look is, at them, buggies, man. Lee Iacocca. Okay. 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 And when you when you open it up on the inside, you have. Yeah. Even the, when we showed them how, they didn't get the message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Is that awesome? It's like a, yep. yep. So if, if you're listening today and you don't know the, the <clears> significance <throat> of this, um, Bishop Holmes, you need to go back and listen to his episode. It mm-hmm. was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after he was done, when he was wrapping up his comments, he gave he 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 talked about what what goes into building a great apostolic church. And then he said, but kind of like Leah Iacocca said. Mm-hmm. Even after we showed them how, there'll be some people that just still don't get the message. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sending this in. This is going to be on our bookshelf at the back 
Um, he sent one to Bishop Holmes as well. So that's I thought that cool. was mm-hmm. thank you for really, sharing really that really with cool. us. Really, really neat. So yeah. recipe for success, Bishop Joel Holmes. Guys, that's been three months ago. Oh yeah, yeah, three months ago. How old was I then? <laughs> I man, I've lost count. I don't know. I got comments these last few weeks after oh, you guys were belly aching. Oh, they're yeah. so not. You don't look a day over 20. Listen, <clears throat> yeah. those are the guys that won on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to those guys. You have us here because we're honest with you. Mm-hmm. We're like uh, that sounding board. You know, uh, you can count You keep on me us. from living in the bubble? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, so the winning combination. How about it? We yeah, s- we saved. That's what we're going to talk. We did. We switch it up, or we're still going there. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's roll. Exodus chapter three. Exodus chapter three, verse seven says this. And the Lord said, "I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and mm-hmm. have heard their cry by reason of mm-hmm. their taskmasters. For I known their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians." And to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, unto a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Oh, good job. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. There's a nice rhythmic prose kind of feel here with. I've seen and I've heard. You notice that? Mm -hmm. I've I've seen Mm -hmm. the affliction, and I've heard the cry. Mm -hmm. I've seen, I've Mm -hmm. heard. Now I behold the cry, Mm -hmm. and I have also seen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just got this song and dance, all right? Mm -hmm. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So he's talking to Moses here. At the burning bush. Okay. Okay, that, that's the context. The people of Israel are nearing the end, uh, although it would appear like they've lost track mm-hmm. of the fact that they are nearing the end. But God was pretty articulate. All them years earlier, 430-ish years earlier, I'm going to send you down and you're going to be in captivity, strangers in a land that you... Mm-hmm. That you, um, it's not yours. Um, but I'll bring you out with a high hand. I will take you to a land mm-hmm. that is a good land, <clears throat> a, a large land, a land flowing with milk mm-hmm. and with honey. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have uh, opportunity in in a future episode to talk about this fact. Let me just dry, drop a little seedbed thought here. All right. Okay. That 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 sets up this discussion today. I don't think the people of Egypt, the people of Israel rather, would have wanted to leave Egypt if God hadn't allowed them to be afflicted. Hmm. Okay. Okay. They were not afflicted from the time they went to Egypt. When they first started in Egypt, it was a prosperous time for them. Yeah, they went to Egypt to to, to survive. <laughs> yeah. A family of 70 and yep. their brother's second in command. Mm-hmm. Whatever they have want, they have access to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So somewhere in there, and it's about the time that another Pharaoh arose that you're not just another Potiphar mm-hmm. Pharaoh arose mm-hmm. that they didn't know Joseph, they didn't know his mm-hmm. connections. And so they begin to afflict the people of God. It continues to escal- escalate. The people continue to 
uh, grow through that process, mm -hmm. and they find themselves nearing the end of their ability to, you know, the, the, their tenacity is slipping, their endurance is right. fading. Yep. Okay. It's it's kind of I've adopted the idea and the view that, uh, that, that where we are is where we'll always be, hmm. and that's a terrible thing. Boy, it is. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, what they don't understand is as as they are, and there's the whole discussion of of Moses, kind of grappling with his identity a bit, and he mm -hmm. strikes out prematurely, mm -hmm. forty years before this point. Yep. And and he he. Um, there's an interesting progression there. First of all, he kills an Egyptian that's attacking an Israelite. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and th this is a rabbit trail that we could really go down. And then he then he goes and he tries to keep Israelites from fighting. Mm -hmm. Then he goes to the wilderness, and the daughters of uh, is it Jethro? The daughters of Jethro are being attacked, so they're not they're not Israelite at all, mm -hmm. and they're being attacked. By non-Israelites, so then he goes into regulating conflict between non-Jews altogether. Hmm. So it starts out with Egyptians afflicting mm -hmm. the Israelites, Israelite to Israelite affliction, hmm. and then even non, which is an interesting thing. It's part of his nature and his calling to remedy these conflicts. Interesting. Okay, so um, he's at the burning bush, and. All of this is happening without Israel even aware that it's happening. They're just crying and weeping and saying, I want out. I'm tired of the taskmaster. Mm. I'm tired of the... But they, they don't even realize God is, is prepping Moses at the same time to play a key role in bringing them out mm -hmm. of Egypt. Okay? And when God speaks to them, this is the context of, of the scripture that you just read. He speaks to Moses after Moses turns aside to look at the burning bush. And he says, I have seen the affliction of my people, and I have heard, heard their, their groanings and mm -hmm. their crying. Mm -hmm. And I am come down to deliver them. Hmm. I am. Okay. I'm come down to deliver them. So the... The point that I want to bring out of this, and, and I, I, want to, I want to give a qualifier here at the beginning. I don't think we do it a mis, uh, 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 an injustice. I don't think we are speaking out of turn to say that Moses is a deliverer. We've all said it, mm -hmm. okay? okay. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to be a little bit... Um, uh, I, want to, I want to parse it a little tighter than that. Okay. Okay. We understand that God uses the hands of men to, to right wrongs, to, to turn things around, to set people at liberty, but we must never lose the fact that it is ultimately God that's doing the work. Hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, Esther, uh, you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. You have a role to play, and if you don't, deliverance will come from another nation, from another, from another source. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's right. It'll come from somewhere. It's coming. That's right. So deliverance was deliverance was not Esther's to have. It was whether or not she wanted to play the role. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. It, deliverance was not what she had. Mm -hmm. It was just, do you want to team up with God, exactly. man, with God? That's right. Getting the job done. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're talking about 
a winning combination. What does it take to ultimately succeed hmm. and get the victory? So in that particular instant, instance, it was Esther working with God, Esther doing what Esther had to do, God doing what Esther could not do. Mm-hmm. And together that combination brought victory for the children of Israel. We're seeing this again in the case of Abraham. I don't think that we are, are again, I want to underscore this, I don't think we're being, I don't think it's, it's, it's being unjust to say that Moses was a deliverer. Mm-hmm. What I want to point out is that God never called him that. Interesting. All right. Okay. So we talk about Moses being a deliverer, but we never see anywhere where God called him to be a deliverer, where God asked him to be a deliverer. Hmm. In fact, God was pretty specific with what he asked Moses to do mm-hmm. and the terms between which I'm going to do this piece and you do this piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's right. We know that the children of Israel got, Israel got deliverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? But it wasn't Moses by himself that brought mm-hmm. deliverance. And I don't think anybody is insinuating that, but I'm wanting to highlight highlight that today sure. for today's discussion. Okay. Now there's one there's one close. Read Acts chapter 7 and verse 33. Okay. Acts 7 33. Then said the Lord to him, this is this is um Stephen giving mm-hmm. an account of what had happened in, in 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 Moses' encounter at the bush. Put off thy shoes from thy mm-hmm. feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. Mm-hmm. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, mm-hmm. which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning. You notice that 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 rhythm again? <clears throat> yep. I've seen and I'm come I've heard. down to deliver them. And I have come down. Who has come down? God. God has mm-hmm. come down to deliver them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now come, I will send thee into Egypt. So I'm coming down to deliver them, and I'm sending you to Egypt. Okay, this is the closest that you can find anywhere in Scripture where Moses is tied with being a deliverer. Read, read this what Moses, Stephen said, whom they refused, saying, "Who made thee a ruler and a judge?" The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. Okay. So that's so where we kind of get that. That's and... where we kind of extrapolate the idea that Moses is a deliverer. So I'm not saying that we're just fabricating it. All I'm wanting to highlight out of this is that God is the one who said, mm-hmm. I'm coming down to deliver them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stephen goes, yeah, we know that you were sent to be a judge and a deliverer. But when God was talking to Moses, God was clear in every account. Moses, mm-hmm. I have seen, I have heard, and I have come down. To deliver these people out of Egypt. Now I'm sending you to lead them out. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. God's Mm -hmm. job was to deliver. Moses' job was to lead. Mm -hmm. We cannot get that confused. There Mm -hmm. is too much pressure put on a man to try to deliver anybody. Wow, that is good. Yeah, think about that. Okay, so this is where you're saying we can get off the rails. I think we, mm-hmm. I, I think we leave the rails mm-hmm. when we when we fall prey to making Moses a deliverer mm-hmm. instead of a leader. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. 
Just a dramatic pause there. Yeah, think mm-hmm. about that. Okay. For a second. That is yeah, not yeah, just yeah. that's not an insignificant point here. No, no, no. no. So Moses, there's a big difference between those two. You're roles. not a deliverer. You're a leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So we're we're gonna, we're going to push out here right now, Pastor. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh you, no. You are not a deliverer. You are a leader. Yeah. I mm. am not the deliverer of FWC. I am the spiritual leader at FWC. Hmm. Yeah. If we don't if we don't keep this right, okay? Mm. Let, let, let me say it this way. Mo- Moses was struggling with 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 the overall task he was being assigned with. I can't. I'm slow of speech. That's right. I was trying to get out of it. I can't do that. Right? I think part of it could have been, just for your consideration, rooted in the fact that maybe he was thinking more that his task was 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 broader than what it even was intended to be. It's not hard leading people that have been delivered. Wow. Listen to that. Listen to that. Hmm. But in the same way that it's not hard leading people that have been delivered, it's nearly impossible to lead people that have not been delivered. You can't do it. That's, that's you right. can't do it. Right? Yeah. You can't lead people that have right. not been delivered. You have to drive people that's that right. have not been delivered. So to right. be fair to Moses, he's like, man, I can't do this. How do you want me to get these people out of here? What am I going to do? <laughs> we probably would have said the same thing. hundred percent. If you don't, If you don't carefully listen to the calling... Mm. I have come down to deliver them, <clears throat> Moses. You wow. just lead them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get that, you go, oh, well, I can go talk to Pharaoh. Feels like you can do it now. That that you're putting that within my within my reach. Yeah. If I'm exactly. not respons- responsible for delivering them, just leading them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I want us to unpack this a bit farther because, again, you can say, well, you're just making nuanceical differences and semantical differences. No, no, I think there is key differences here. Mm-hmm. So I, I, want, I want to underscore this one fact before we move on. It is impossible to lead people that are not delivered. You have to drive them. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, case in mm-hmm. point. They were not led out of the garden. They were driven out of the garden. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, they had to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to leave no. the garden. So when you slip into, willfully or unwillingly, uh, mm-hmm. slip into disobedience, you don't slip into rebellion, but, but re- regardless of how you want to, to, to define that, when you find yourself in a, in a state of disobedience, you have to be driven. Wow. You can't be led. Wow. Repentance turns that around, mm-hmm. makes you leadable again. But in that moment... I'm going to hmm. drive you away from favor. I'm going to drive you away from hmm. blessing. I'm going to drive you away from paradise. I'm hmm. going to drive you away from peace. I'm going to drive you away from the tree of life, right? right. right. They didn't get led out of the garden. Mm-hmm. They were driven out of the garden. So Moses experiences frustration repeatedly, I feel, because he keeps flirting with a role that he's not called to fulfill. That's and very that is be a deliverer. Hmm. Moses, you're a leader. You're called to lead them out, and notice this now, mm-hmm. lead them in. Lead them in. Mm-hmm. You're to lead them into the promised land. Lead them out of Egypt. Lead them into the promised land. Just lead them. That's it. That's I'll right. do the delivering. That's right. So so there's a there's a an inference there that in that setup that was supposed to be 
Moses didn't have to come up with all this stuff on his own. And there's this level above him that would basically give him the instructions on what to do. Okay, let, You're let's, the middle man. let's use a very practical example. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of the wilderness and we're thirsty. Mm-hmm. What in the world is Moses going to do about that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what do, do you, you do? Do, do, you, do you think Moses has the ability within himself to bring water out of a rock? No. Bro, the pressure. Yeah. The pressure. So the pressure's on, especially if God's done it before. I mean, you put your rod out and God made a way through the, mm-hmm. the Red Sea. Listen, it's not Moses' rod mm-hmm. that made a way through the Red Sea. It's God that made a way through mm-hmm. the Red Sea. Now, it's Moses' submission. Yep. And it's Moses' leadership. That's right. Right? It's yep. God and Moses. But you remove the God element and you make Moses God and you got yourself a problem. That's right. And the moment you make Moses God is the moment you kill Moses. And Moses flirts with, with an infinite amount of pressure hmm. leading people. I don't have all of the answers. You're going to kill me. And that can drive a leader to do something that well, it did not supposed to do. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Wow. In a quest to be that deliverer. Yeah. Right, I've, I've got to do something. I got these mm-hmm. people out here halfway through, and they're complaining to me because mm-hmm. what are you talking to me about water for? Mm-hmm. And it's always astounded me how you can have the guy who obviously was the man for the job. 100%. Obviously, 100%. obviously, he wasn't there because he just got the job. He was mm-hmm. the man mm-hmm. and had done so much up to that point, and he just does something which can look to be so, you know, pardon, pardon my French, but stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. It's like, what man? Anybody reading this story and watching can say, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm not saying that to make light. It's it's no, but astounding the the you know, it's like erupting into a ball of flames. Right. Like, man, why did you just do that? Yeah. Yeah, you faced all of this up. You've done this all point. this stuff up till now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Without considering that, yeah, it could have just it's the pressure of It's the people. He says it. It's the people. (laughs) The people pressuring him. Wow. Now, I'm I'm here, first of all, in defense of every pastor that's listening to this. Do not put so much pressure on your pastor that he strikes out at something he's supposed to speak to. Oh, man. Okay? And that can be rooted in a, here's a term, a messianic complex where you... You're feeling the pressure of, man, I got to do something. I got to make something happen. I have to, I have to create. And bro, when, when, when a preacher feels that pressure of, I have to create a solution. I have to create a way out. I have to, when you're standing at a Red Sea and all you've got is a stick in your hand, you can't create a path out for 400 or 4 million or 5 million people, whatever the, whatever the number is. That's too much, man. That will your structure is not made mm. to to withstand the crushing weight of millions of people waiting on you mm-hmm. to come up with a solution to get us out. So without putting you on the spot, I'm just going to put you on the spot. Um, so what are the red seas or the things that can put a leader under pressure in today's world? Uh, I can give you a, a, a list of examples, but um, some of them, and you've heard me talk about this, okay? We believe that God's a healer. Let's, mm-hmm. let's use that. Mm-hmm. God's a healer. We know that he is. Yeah, seem to do it. But yeah. that doesn't mean he heals everybody. Mm. So as a pastor, mm. 
or even a vi- let, let's open this to the fivefold ministry. Mm-hmm. The pressure can be on. I know I've got someone in the congregation that's dying with stage four cancer. All right, right. Mm-hmm. Why well, just and boom? We can either create a message. We can either hmm. that that's that, that that the pressure is there. It's, let's let's create something that they want to hear, and what they want to hear is that God's going to heal them. That's right. It's almost like you're trying to manufacture a miracle at that uh, point. And there you well, go, well jumping said. into yes, yeah, well very well said. Manufactured miracles, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're then you're stepping into that deliverer role. Yeah. You are <laughs> okay without it, even realizing. And it, it, yeah. by it, you're doing it sincerely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Bible says to call right? call for the elders of the church. Yeah. We'll so pray. you don't think I want. God to heal that person I'm praying for in <laughs> sure. that in, in that yes. hospital bed. For sure. You don't think I want God to heal that person that's coming through the sick line? Boy, it's real. Yeah, it's real. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing here with my little stick, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm standing here at the Red Sea. I've got my bottle of oil. I'm doing everything yeah. that the book said. Yeah. But ultimately, if God doesn't do it, bro. Man, that's it. Yeah. Okay. It. All right. You can't put that on your on your pastor. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, if the pastor or preacher, minister, whatever, does not embrace what the balance of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. then you have to look at something to blame for the lack of the miracle. So hmm. it's, then, then it's wow. either you don't have faith, Ugh. right? That's, that's, that's so true. awful. Isn't when the reality is it could just be the will of God that they have that thorn in the flesh yeah. and... Uh, Right? I'm not is. advocating for sickness. We, we, we've had miracles in the last few weeks Man. in our church that are astounding. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? All I'm telling you is, to your question, <clears throat> that's too much pressure to put on a man of God. I have seen God heal people. Mm-hmm. When I put my hands on their head, he's healed them. Mm-hmm. But do you know how many people I've prayed for that he's never healed? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to pray for you as long as you don't make me God. The moment you make me <sighs> God, then you're holding it against me. Oh, boom. If the miracle that? doesn't come through, you're holding it against me. So true. Does that yeah, make sense? And, and then oh. you feel obligated to apologize if I don't get my healing. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's. I guarantee there's a lot of listeners right now, if you're honest with all of us, you've never thought about that side of, you know, ministry or the pressure of leadership that. Yeah, trying to be superhuman. Yeah. 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 It can be, I know that there's there's people listening to this, we're in it ourselves, but so you're in a building program, you're halfway through a project, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you've stretched as far as you can go. God's worked miracles to get you this far. Mm-hmm. Now I'm standing here, I'm like, I'm in the wilderness and it's, uh, we're getting thirsty. People are getting thirsty. Babies are crying. <laughs> yeah, what, what are we going to do? Ugh. Right? Yeah. It's in those moments, you got to make sure you don't make Moses God. Yeah. Moses is not the deliverer. God has come down to deliver you. Wow. All he did is sent Moses to lead you. Wow. Okay. Second That's good Samuel, stuff. 2 Samuel 22, 1 through 3. Let's just rip through a few um, scriptures Samuel. here. 22, 1. 22.1, yes, And David sir. spake unto the Lord the words of this song in that day that the Lord had delivered him. In the day that? The Lord. Ah. Uh-huh. Out of the mm-hmm. hand of all of his enemies. Mm-hmm. And out of the hand of Saul. Uh-huh. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. So who's who's the deliverer? The Lord. The Lord. 
Okay? Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's David knocking Goliath down. Mm -hmm. David's not the deliverer. God's still the deliverer. He may have used David's sling. He may have used David as a man. God may use the hands of men, but deliverance is always the act of God. Yeah, like, and to me that illustrates, so we just talked about how the people can put pressure on a leader, but then if you're a leader who has seen it happen, you can never make that fatal mistake that it was you. Oh, don't drink that Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. Right? That feels good when you're standing over <laughs> Goliath. But it's one of the most uh, it's, it's one of the most intimidating, soul terrifying moments when you're looking at the next Goliath. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because the expectation is there mm. that and, and I've I've always said that. If someone comes up to me after I'm done preaching and says, Pastor McKillop, you have no idea mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. you ministered to me. You said exactly what I was praying. You mm -hmm. said exactly. Do you know what? At that moment, thank you. I appreciate you letting me know. I needed to. I, I, it, it's good to hear that. Mm -hmm. Okay? But ultimately, it's God. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Yeah. Okay? It's way too much pressure to go ahead and receive that to myself and then turn around and go, but oh my goodness, there's going to be hundreds of people here next Sunday. <laughs> And and, and and who's going to come up with that then? Mm -hmm. If God ever shuts the spigot off, we're in trouble. I'm in a mess, man. <laughs> like you, you don't want to be led by a man with a stick that doesn't have a God that is mm -hmm. backing up what He's doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God is the deliverer. Moses is the leader. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Luke one and seventy four says, and you can turn to Colossians uh, one and twelve. Okay. Luke 174 says that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Mm -hmm. That's God's job. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life, that's my job as a pastor. Mm -hmm. God <laughs> delivers out of the hand of the enemy. But as a leader, I teach people how to live in holiness and in righteousness. It is the two, two combination roles. Two roles. of those two roles mm. there it is. that makes it work. Do you suppose it's the winning combination? Oh, my goodness. Wow. 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 There's our title. Wow. I like it. The winning combination. Colossians 1.12, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, mm. who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, mm. and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You notice how he doesn't give any credit. Paul's writing to the to the church, mm -hmm. and, 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 and he's telling them. Now, he, he says nothing about Ananias. He says nothing <clears throat> about all the... No, no, God delivered me. And God translated me from the kingdom of darkness mm -hmm. and delivered me from the kingdom of darkness, mm -hmm. translated me into the kingdom of his dear son. How? With a big bright light shining down from heaven and pinning me on the ground. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. But it was God mm -hmm. that delivered me. There's no, right. no questions about it. Okay? And I'm not trying to infer here that preachers are running around thinking they're God. I'm really talking to the people that sit under that pastor. Don't make him God. Mm -hmm. Now, I will speak to that guy that thinks he's God. Mm -hmm. If your pastor thinks he's God, we get problems. Yeah. Okay. My God's a lot better than any pastor I ever know. <laughs> Tell you that. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Okay. Romans 7.21 talks about it. Mm -hmm. 
there's this law within me that when I would do good, evil keeps yeah, showing up. Yeah, that's quite a set. Yeah. Right? For I delight in the law of God after the yes. word man. But I see another law in my members yes. warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Yes. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's who delivers me That's who shall from deliver this me. perilous, wretched mm-hmm. condition. That's it. He's where, a I, where I am, I'm, I'm fighting myself. Mm-hmm. He delivers me. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, 2 Peter 2 and 9 says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Mm-hmm. I love that. He knows how. There's mm-hmm. times that I don't even know as a pastor. <laughs> how in the world can I help them get over this? The Lord knows how. To deliver the godly out of temptation. And it always seems like you do have an answer, right? It always does, you know, from mm-hmm. a saint's perspective to the pastor. You you feel like, and you should feel like, you can go and ask him anything. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. You, that's how you should feel. But I'm sure there are times when you're hearing the question and you're like, oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. It is written. <laughs> uh, we're going to pray about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Okay. First Corinthians 10. I know we're kind of rapid firing mm-hmm. some scriptures here, but First uh, Corinthians 10 and 13. There is no temptation. Taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, mm. who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, mm. but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. See, the, so, so he knows how to deliver you out of temptation. Mm-hmm. Then he gives us a little insight here. Temptation never travels alone, not for the child of God. It always comes hmm. with a way out. Wow, that's good. Whenever temptation shows up, it comes with a way out. Mm. That's powerful. You have never been tempted with something that there was a, there was not a way out. If you fell for the temptation, you ignored the way out. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that he always sends a way out. There is an accompaniment with the temptation, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So the the um, we, we've we've kind of underscored this. Don't make me God, okay. The reason that I bring this up, and I think it's important for us to talk about it, is this: I am called to be a leader. God is the deliverer. Mm-hmm. I, I want to articulate this right. Humanity wants to confuse that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Humanity wants to make me the deliverer and God their leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? What do I mean by that? When they come... Mm-hmm. They want a man to fix the mess that they're in. But then when it comes to being led, they don't want a man to tell them what to do. Oh, God will talk to me. I'll I'll follow God. You can't follow God. You're supposed to follow me. The complete opposite. You're supposed to follow your pastor. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Right? God delivers, but men lead. Mm Mm-hmm. He put men in your life to lead. We already referred to this a moment ago. 
pinned pinned with a light from heaven on on that ground blinds him and Saul's going who 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 is this who art thou lord i am jesus whom thou persecutest okay god is dealing with him lights from heaven that is a delivering moment he is shaking Saul hmm. who will become Paul from the chains of religious tradition and he's 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 setting him free mm-hmm. then he says but this is what I want you to do I want you to go down to the street straight and there's a man there by there's the name of Ananias yes and he's going to tell you what to do yeah the light didn't tell him okay. really much yeah so here's what happens. People come to church. They're, they're, they're messed up. Their life is upside down. They're addicted to drugs and alcohol and whatever you want to put. And so they're like, hey, preacher, can you help me? They want me to deliver them. <clears throat> deliver me, pastor. But the moment that I start teaching them how to stay on track, well, no, bless God, God can show me. Tell me what to do. Yeah, oh, hey, you ain't going to tell me what to do. I follow God. <laughs> Well, no, actually, you don't. Your walk with God will, it may be started by a bright light from heaven. Mm-hmm. But, but <laughs> that light goes out. That light, yeah. No, no. You and go, you'll be left in the dark. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's right. It only stays on so long. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. That's... I'm going to follow God. He'll talk to me. He'll show me. No, he won't. He'll tell you, go to church. Mm. And set yourself down on a pew uh-huh. and listen to your pastor preach. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to figure this out. Ah, so mm-hmm. good. Okay? So good. Ain't so no good. man going to tell me what to do. But yet you'll be you'll be the first one to call a man, expecting him to get you out of the mess you're in. I'm in jail. Can you get me out? I'm sorry, bro. I <laughs> know I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but if you'd have listened to me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man, we're hard-hitting facts today. Wow. So basically what you're saying is I look to pastor for my direction, not the miraculous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well mm. said. Yeah. I I need to follow the mm. man, and I need God to deliver me. And mm. so it's all about me understanding who I am mm. and not trying to play God, uh, but yeah. it's also about me as a pastor yep. filling the role that I'm supposed to fill. So, and boy, could this be could this be sound clipped and played back? But the reality is, is the people at FWC need me mm-hmm. to make it to heaven. They need God to deliver them from Egypt, but they need a man to follow. Mm-hmm. They need a man to follow. There's got to be someone that speaks. There's got to be an Ananias mm-hmm. that dwells on the street called Straight. That tells them this is what you're supposed yeah, to do. We can't get down that rabbit hole, but thank God there's a man, right? That's leading me, and not thank God for that that arbiter or whatever you want to right. call mediator. it, mediator, mediator, mm-hmm. right? Between right me and God, right? And and if we're not careful, if I get playing the wrong role, yeah. I'll I'll be abandoning the role I'm supposed to be playing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because right, I'm preoccupying that's myself right. with trying to deliver people when I can't deliver you. That's right. But if you'll just come and listen. And sit down on that mm. pew and open your ears and listen. It works. It just works. Mm. It just works. I I, mm-hmm. I, I, Good I want, stuff. want you to look at Amos 3 and 12. <laughs> Amos? You didn't even know there was a Amos? Book. Is there an Amos in the Bible? <laughs> Amos 3. Well, let's go for it. Here it is. Look at that. It opened up. Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion, 
two legs or a piece of an ear, mm. so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria. I want you to I want you to to to, to think about something here. When I read that, I automatically ask why legs and ear. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of random. Why why not heart and lungs? Mm-hmm. Why not? Eyes out of the mouth of the lion. Yeah. Okay. There's something about the nature of a sheep. John records Jesus saying, mm-hmm. "My sheep know my, know voice. my voice, and they hear it, mm-hmm. and another they will not follow." follow. Yep. That's ears and legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. The nature of a sheep is that it is mm-hmm. leadable, savable, rescuable, redeemable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it can hear and if it can walk, if there, I don't care how severe the attack is, mm-hmm. I don't care how egregious and ravenous the lion is, mm-hmm. if you can come out of it with still being able to hear and walk, so mm-hmm. that you hear what the word says and you walk out what the word says, you come to church and you hear it, mm-hmm. and you go home and you do it. That. You can recover from any satanic, demonic attack the devil goes about as a roaring lion. You can overcome any attack if you just know how to hear and walk it out. Mm -hmm. I never knew why, and there I got it. Got it today. I didn't know why it was lazy. And here, did you? Of course. It's probably in your nose, but it wasn't in mine. I'll tell you that. Oh, my goodness. I didn't want to steal Pastor's thunder. So let's let's point this 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 we for a gotta, Yeah, strip. it's time for an altar call. Yeah, okay. it's time. Let's not I'm, let's not yeah, go got, over I've time got a, here. I've got a piece in here to talk about a, a sheet and coming down from heaven and oh, you do four yeah. corners. Oh, shut but up. I'm just gonna wait. I just said that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> the one time the producer has a revelation, he got shut down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So it's God delivering you out of the mouth of the lion, but it's 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 a man leading you, yeah, teaching you and you walking, teaching you and you walking. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't ask your pastor to do what he can't. No, you'll put him in a bad spot. Right. Yeah. So we have Noah. Noah couldn't bring a rhinoceros to a box in the middle of the woods for nothing. Mm-mm. But he had built this ark. He done. He, 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 he fulfilled his role. He said, here, here we go. This, this is me. I can build the box. And I, I do think it looked a whole lot more like a box than a, some mm-hmm. streamlined. Well, that's your, okay. that's your opinion, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It happens, mm-hmm. happens to be a Bible, too. But, whatever. Um, so, Whoa. The Bible. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It is written. <laughs> <laughs> so, somewhere God supernaturally reached inside of the rhinoceros and the lion and the all the birds, elephant and the birds. Yeah, there was and stuff the, mo- and the squirrels the stuff and the, Noah couldn't do. The right, mosquitoes that that made them come <sighs> to Noah. Mm-hmm. I just have a question. What about the fish? You don't have to answer today because I don't want to put you in that spot where. You're... I think that they were in. He had a he had a, a live well. an aquarium live well thing uh, underneath. Yeah. Nice, yeah. I like it. See, yes. I've never heard that. There's, yeah. We're learning so um, much today <laughs> underneath. The, oh the yes. Ship. Yeah. Wow. I'm not sure how, how would the water, like the salt water versus fresh water fish, like would they all just kind of... They have the cafeteria oh on the boat as well. Like I'm wondering about that. 
a cat a cafeteria a cafeteria to, to eat and things like that or did they take extra animals and barbecue them or these are questions that need answers. Yes, they, they're, we they're, need blowing, to bring on, they're blowing up my inbox. Yeah, we need to bring Ken Ham on. <laughs> answers in Genesis. <laughs> have a maybe Pastor Marks could answer all oh, this maybe, stuff. Maybe. Maybe. I want to tell you if 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 he if he deals with the subject matter that he's supposed to deal with, mm-hmm. we, we won't have time to talk about Noah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So where were we? <laughs> what he told Noah is, of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, mm-hmm. shalt thou bring into the ark. Not drive, mm-hmm. lead, hmm. to yeah. keep them alive. Mm-hmm. The objective was to keep them alive. Okay. Okay. God delivered them in the sense of setting them free from beastly tendencies mm-hmm. yes. that would have them locked up when any man was trying to get them inside of an ark. Oh. Or attacking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. God made them leadable. Mm-hmm. He delivered them from the beastly instincts that would keep them from being leadable. Mm-hmm. Noah led them onto the ark. Mm-hmm. God brought them to Noah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are, are you mm-hmm. seeing that balance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? To keep them alive. That's right. Mm-hmm. To to keep them from from and, and we see this in our own lives. Okay, where where God helps us overcome those tendencies within us. Hmm. He delivers us from the beastly nature within us, Thank so God that we're does. so that we're teachable, so that we are leadable. Hmm. Okay. When we go to the New Testament, as um, and this is this was your this, this, this is was this your is, revelation. This is producer Randy's content. Yeah, right here. You can talk about it though. <laughs> no, sir, seriously, go ahead. No, just tell us. I, I got it there in your notes, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> you can go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> I wish you'd have been around last night. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark in the New Testament. Is that what you're yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. Acts chapter ten. Acts chapter 10. Yes. I'll just give you a hint. There's something that there's a nautical reference coming mm, up. Yes, there is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Acts chapter 10 and verse number nine. Oh, you, this is where you preach against seafood, isn't it? Lobsters. Creepy. Look, if stuff. there's some stuff you shouldn't even have. Doth not nature itself teach you something? <laughs> Did you just snort? <laughs> on the morrow, as they went on their journey, and a lot of first going on in yeah. this episode. Unto yeah. the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance <laughs> and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending okay. unto him. As it had been a, s- a great... Mm-hmm. Great sheet. A great sheet. Knit it at the four corners. It is a certain mm-hmm. vessel, key word here being vessel, that is dropping down. Hmm. Now, it's not a It's not a sheet. It, the sheet is the like as. It's kind of like um, Day of Pentecost, cloven mm-hmm. tongues, like as mm-hmm. of fire. Okay? There's a simile there. He's trying to give us a comparison mm-hmm. of what this vessel is. I see you're ruining all of the illustrations in these Bible stories. Just go with so me. I'm going to give you another you're gonna illustration. You're going to have to redraw them all for us. He's ruined the ark, yeah. and he's now ruining this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, f- yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
I suppose you just want to follow God now, do you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So here he has this vessel descending. Mm-hmm. The sheet that is knit at vessel. the four corners is actually a nautical expression mm-hmm. hmm. that that literally he's he's fact checking me right now. I see him, hmm. aren't you? No, I'm checking my email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Allison will call you out on she that. She will. Though. She will. Yeah. Did you fact check me? Is it, no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is what you say. It is yeah, what you say. Yeah. It it's, what it's, you say. It's, it's like a sail. It, it can is. be interpreted. It exactly is that. It's right. Like a sail of a great vessel. Get this stuff, that man. is descending <laughs> down. It's a vessel. What is in the mm. vessel? Yeah. Mm. Every creeping thing, wild beast, All manner. fowls of the air. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. We know that this is at the... Yep. At the crossroads of the church leaving exclusive exclusivity to mm-hmm. the Jewish nation, mm-hmm. and God is getting ready to use Peter to open up the doors wide mm-hmm. to right. every creeping, yep. crawling Gentile that exists. Okay. Yep. So this is a pivotal moment in the in the history of the church. What I really feel mm-hmm. we are looking at right now is the New Testament equivalent of the Old Testament Ark. It that's, is a vessel descending from heaven down. Peter <laughs> is the crazy. New Testament equivalent of the Old Testament Noah. Mm-hmm. The vessel is the church, mm-hmm. and contained within the church is every creeping, crawling, beastly that's thing right. that exists. That's right? That's very good, yeah. And while he is, while he's struggling mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. God is trying to to deliver entire demographics of people. And Peter's going, I don't know if I want to lead that bunch. Man, ah, I'm not sure about those I people. Don't know. <laughs> okay. Someone knocks on the door down at the front. Mm-hmm. And it's a delegation from Cornelius' house. Mm-hmm. And they say, our, 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 our master sent us over here. We're looking for Simon, mm-hmm. Peter. And so Simon goes with them. These three men that are seeking him. Okay? Peter goes with them. If you drop down um, to verse number 24. And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. Yes. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him. Oh, uh, get this. Get this. Cornelius meets him. And fell down at his feet and worshiped him. Uh, whoa. And Peter said, "Yes, worship more. Yes, <laughs> please, yeah. a little louder. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yes." Peter took him up, saying, "Stand up, stand up. I myself also am a man. I'm a man. Boom. Don't boom make me God just because I'm giving you access to this thing called the church. Wow. <laughs> I am not God." Don't make Moses God. Don't make the Apostle Peter God. Don't make your pastor God. He can mm-hmm. be the one that plays a key role and should be the one. You need to follow him, yep. but you don't worship him. You worship the one that delivers you. You follow the one who leads you. You don't mix the two up. 
If you get them mixed up, you kill the man of God that you have and you slip into idolatry, which in turn will have you in chains again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's an endless cycle. So you need to let your pastor know. I'm going to close with this. I've, I've been a firefighter for... Uh, Decades. <laughs> a few minutes. And let's, um, let's just say I'm on that same department and he's, no, in, stop. he's in the uh, upper echelons of the department. Well, that's just because I'm good. <laughs> okay. No, no. Nothing <laughs> to do with security. No, security. No, no, no. <laughs> the awards are for years of service. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. We are ending So you this. know that this is a fact. Correct. Yes. When, you, when you're doing interior tack. Mm-hmm. On, on a building that's on fire, mm-hmm. you have a lead man and you have a man that's following. That's right. You never go into one of those situations alone. You always go in pairs. And it is the responsibility of the second man to right. let the first man know that he's still there. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have time to keep looking over his shoulder and making sure that the second guy is mm-hmm. still with him. So there is continually a patting on the back, a letting the guy in the first position, no, I'm still following you. I'm still here with you. I've, I've, I've not been disconnected from you. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand today that your pastor needs to hear from you. He needs to know that you're following him. Mm-hmm. You don't worship your pastor, but you for sure do follow him and let him know that you're doing so. And if you'll do that, that is a combination that in my opinion will keep you from relapsing into a condition that you need delivered from. Mm-hmm. The demoniac of Gadara, we have no record of him ever needing to be delivered again. Why? Not just because God delivered him once, but because he'd done what Jesus said. When he wanted to just follow Jesus all around, Jesus said, no, this is the plan for you. Go teach here. Go do this. And the, and the next verse says, and he did it. And he went and published mm-hmm. in the Decapolis that how great the works of God. He did it. So because he did what he was told, I don't think he ever slipped back into needing to be delivered again. Uh-oh. <laughs> There'll be no relapsing. There'll be no relapsing mm-hmm. if you'll continue to follow the man that you're that you're supposed to follow. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the winning combination mm-hmm. for getting from here to glory. <laughs>